Welcome to the 5G Techvitory podcast, where we will explore the hottest topics in 5G with some of the industry's leading minds. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you very much for the very kind invitation. Um, I have uh, very recently joined a smart networks and services joint undertaking. And it's an honor and a great pleasure to deliver the first speech at 5G Tecretory, um, especially in this um, reference event um, of the Nordic and Baltic region, um, which is home to so much innovation. It is home to some of the most advanced digital societies of the world. And of course, home to one of uh, or several of the leading innovating companies, um, vendors, research institutions, um, academia. Um, so there could not be a better place, I think, to discuss and brainstorm about the challenges of 5G, 6G, and how we should overcome them. Um, today, I would like to share a few thoughts with you about the European path uh, towards 6G. Um, and um, in particular, uh, perhaps highlight our thinking around the key drivers um, and strategic priorities that we are trying to address through uh, research and innovation activities uh, for 6G. Um, the ambition level that Europe has set itself, which requires technology breakthroughs, but also very importantly, cooperation and collaboration. And finally, talk a little bit about the setup of the JU, what we are doing, how we are doing it, and perhaps also announce some news. Um, so first of all, um, the European Commission has already recognized and set up a multi-dimensional framework uh, with regard to uh, the development of next-generation connectivity <coughs> technologies. Um, it's very important that it should address effectively the needs, requirements, and expectations of society, um, effectively changing ultimately and improving uh, the daily lives of European citizens. Um, I think the expectations vis-a-vis -vis connectivity have dramatically changed over the last uh, few years and throughout the pandemic. Um, we expect connectivity to be, um, and services also to be trustworthy, um, to um, contribute to sustainability and the Green Deal, um, to be always accessible and available. Um, which sets, I think, a set of new expectations from society towards um, technologies, and we need to take this into account in our research activities. We also need to deliver on policy priorities. New technology needs to embed and be based on European values. Um, it has to be secure uh, by design. <clears throat> and also advance the technology sovereignty of Europe. And finally, of course, there needs to be a business opportunity um, in here for European businesses. So it's very important to 
uh, foster the creation of new business models to position and strengthen the position of European companies in the digital um, global value chain. Um, and of course, address some of the challenges that European businesses are facing. Um, at the center, really, um, of our efforts is to create a human-centric digital world uh, which is reflecting European values. And it's a mighty challenge, um, so it must be based on um, a collaborative effort. There is no single country, there is no single company who could deliver in all of these strategic priorities. Um, there are five key strategic priorities um, set for Europe. <clears throat> First of all, to, to capture um, the growth opportunity that is coming from new applications and to position European businesses well um, in this opportunity. Uh, secondary, second, secondly, to maintain but also to strengthen the industrial leadership of European sectors and to develop solutions specifically helping um, these so-called vertical sectors um, to become or to remain competitive vis-à-vis uh, -vis their global peers, so to focus on innovations like um, industrial IoT um, or connected um, uh, automotive, uh, for example. Um, at the very center, you can see sustainable development. Sustainability is a very important uh, objective of the entire SNS program, an overarching one, and as um, you will see um, in the future, it will also become a flagship um, in our program. Um, as I said, it's very important that 6G has a, a societal impact as well. Um, we need to develop a technology that is inclusive, that is accessible to everyone. We should not create a next generation digital uh, divide um, that is affordable um, and that really delivers on society's expectations. And last but not least, um, of course, fostering the technological sovereignty of uh, Europe is a clear um, pr uh, strategic priority. So how are we set out to deliver on all of these challenges? Clearly, this level of ambition requires technological breakthroughs um, and collaboration. So what we do is that we try to foster, or we foster um, early research and innovation tech, uh, um, technologies, sorry, activities in, I can't point, in what you see on the top in the enabling technologies. So in areas related to network architecture, um, advanced um, radio access networks, cloudification, edge, uh, native AI, um, and a holistic view to cybersecurity. And what we also try to do is also develop 
<clears throat> smart services. So it's called a smart networks and services joint undertaking for a reason. It's very important to develop also use cases, concrete use cases and services from the outset so that we can actually foster the early take up of these services once 6G becomes a reality. <clears throat> and whilst we are setting out a European approach, um, we should do this in um, international collaboration. After all, the, the digital world is a global world and our companies uh, and societies need to actually exist and compete in that uh, global world. Um, and a few words about how the smart net networks and services joint undertaking is uh, set up. Um, so it is, as you can see on this slide, based on a very inclusive, collaborative approach. First of all, um, we have um, a public-private um, partnership between the JU members, which are the European Commission, and the 6G Industry Association. Um, in this um, uh, partnership, the industry has a very important voice um, to actually shape the work program, the strategic direction uh, of the joint undertaking, and of course comes also with a commitment to participate and co-finance um, the projects, the research projects that we are running. Uh, we're also very closely associated um, with member states. This could not happen without that collaboration where member states are also running their own research initiatives. So we must leverage and collaborate closely uh, together with the member states' um, uh, representatives, who I believe are somewhere here uh, also um, in the room. Um, and finally, we need to also work with other partners sort of outside the research and technology uh, bubble um, and to create synergies with them. And the forum for that is the so-called stakeholders group. Um, international collaboration is also very important um, um, to work, uh, especially on areas which are of mutual interest and benefit um, starting, for example, the cooperation with the United States on AI. Um, but also, as you will see on uh, the subsequent slides, um, it's very important that our project life cycle is aligned with international decision-making processes so that Europe has a real chance to influence the outcome of these international processes. So collaboration and partnership is really the cornerstone um, of the European path towards 6G. Um, our projects take um, a phased approach, uh, three uh, particular uh, phases. Uh, the first phase um, is really very much based on the outcomes of the 5GPP process and is building on those innovations um, and has included projects which took the evolutionary path um, uh, of uh, 5G. 
Um, as you can see in phase one, inclusion of some of the key verticals has been um, um, a clear priority and to help them um, uh, to actually go beyond uh, 5G um, in, their, in their specifications for service needs. Um, in uh, phase two, um, the objective is to develop um, early, uh, early systems um, and also to work together with adjacent areas. 6G will um, be built upon uh, native AI. Um, there are very important inputs uh, such as uh, uh, microelectronics. So in phase two, we have designated uh, projects which include these adjacent areas and build upon their research outcomes. Um, as I said on one of my previous slides, sustainability is an overarching objective and a priority throughout the entire life cycle, running up to 2030, where we would like to see a full 6G system development. And sustainability is important not only from the perspective of 6G itself as a technology uh, being sustainable, energy efficient, but also 6G becoming the solution uh, to other sectors to become more energy efficient um, and to become more um, um, green and deliver on the Green Deal objectives of the EU. Um, our processes and phases are also aligned with the 3GPP um, standardization process where actually uh, 2025, uh, the start of the standardization process, uh, will be a very important milestone. And our objective is really to help uh, European companies, European researchers, academics, um, to actually have a voice and shape that standardization process um, from 2025 onwards, uh, so that uh, global standards also reflect the European values, the European strategic uh, priorities that I have mentioned before. Um, and just to complicate things a little bit further in how actually uh, the research towards 6G uh, really works, um, our uh, program is divided into four distinct streams over which the EU's upfront commitment is an EU funding envelope of 900 million euros up to 2027. Um, Two, the lighter blue um, streams of our work are more um, evolutionary and streams A and D and streams B and C are our revolutionary work streams. Um, stream A, the 5G evolution systems was quite prevalent in our phase one, so if you remember the previous slide in phase one, but um, we are focusing on now the other three streams going forward uh, from, from phase two and on our ongoing um, uh, calls and, and also in our future work program. Um, the streams um, interact with each other in what we call um, a spiral. 
So what we expect is that the outcomes, for example, from stream A, uh, will be actually then reused in the large-scale trials and pilots with verticals. Or, for example, uh, some of the uh, platforms um, ba uh, built in a stream C project, which are experimental infrastructures, can be then used and built upon again in the large-scale trials. So it's not a line; it's not a kind of a linear, but more kind of a spiral system when uh, research um, and infrastructure outcomes are being reused in later um, projects. And this is a, a very, very high-level summary of the SNSJU projects so far. Um, so the first call of projects um, is well already um, on, on the way. They have started at the beginning of 2023. In total, 35 projects and 250 million euros of uh, EU funding commitment. Um, now, what I would um, emphasize is that um, our calls are open. Uh, we do have a clear KPI to involve SMEs. And in the first call, we have had 18% of the funding going to SMEs, which increased to 25% in the second call. Um, the openness is also uh, visible in of course, having a close collaboration and as a membership of the 6G um, IA, um, but actually only about um, 66 and 68 percent of the funding uh, goes to these members. Uh, the rest is um, actually entirely open. Um, I have mentioned already that it's very important for us to work closely and in include closely verticals and develop research um, for, um, in collaboration with them. So um, in the first call, it was more focused on uh, media and communication, which is we felt is a, a gap that should be addressed in the second uh, call of projects where we have uh, more projects related to automotive, but also e-health, smart cities uh, solutions. Um, <clears throat> and I think this is the moment when I would invite all of you to maybe look at your phones or laptops or other devices and uh, type smart-networks.europa.eu smart-networks.europa.eu and check out the winners of our second call uh, for projects. These projects will start early next year and we have just announced the winners. It is 27 winning projects, predominantly in the area of revolutionary um, uh, 6G research and 130 million euros of EU funding commitment. I would also invite you to stay tuned on this website that I have already, now that you know it, um, we will be uh, launching our next work program, setting out our plans and strategic priorities um, around mid-November. 
and we are planning to open the third call of projects um, early 2024, which will then start um, and kick off in 2025. So in a nutshell, um, these were uh, kind of, um, this was an overview of the European path and plans towards the development of 6G. And I think some of the um, kind of thoughts that stood out just in conclusion is that we are really trying to build a shared vision of 6G, um, really based on societal needs, political priorities, and also the needs and competitiveness of European businesses. We strive to learn from the 5G experience and build in the learnings throughout the process. We take an ecosystem view. Um, it takes time to nurture and develop ecosystems, so we must start early with 6G. Collaboration is really the building pillar of our work, collaboration between private and public sectors, but also international collaboration. And we should not be naive. We need to understand throughout our research activities the future trade-offs that will guide decision-making going forward, both in Europe and on the international scene. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth.